Hello and welcome again to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I'm searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. Today we're going to have a look at our economy now and into 2023. Is a recession on our doorstep? We don't know yet. Do we believe what we hear on TVs and the radios? We have to rely on what they're saying. We have to trust them, but not necessarily completely, especially those people over at the feds, uh, the Fed, uh, um, Federal Reserve. They, uh, have so many forecasts and most all of them are wrong in some some level some stripe um, what about inflation well you know can you repair inflation do you know i don't know i don't think so fed fund rates are a measure that you can follow with the feds how it affects you um and the stock markets, which I'll say for last, it is in decline. Um, so let me let me begin. And it's um, it's from a Wall Street Journal. Um, Greg Ip, IP. Jerome Powell's grim inflation outlook is at odds with the markets. Fed brushes aside recent good news on prices, revising interest rate path up and economic growth down. So here we go. Falling prices of energy, automobiles and houses and soft readings on consumer prices have made investors borderline euphoric over the outlook for inflation. The Federal Reserve is having none of it. After raising interest rates by the expected half percentage point last Wednesday, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell and his colleagues laid out an economic and interest rate forecast premised, premised on a painful drawn out battle with inflation at odds with the markets. Now, what are they saying there? The, the forecast for inflation is measuring that with the markets, the stock markets, the bond markets, those areas. And this is where they become at odds with one another. It's a, uh, in September, when the Fed last released forecasts, policymakers saw the federal funds rate now 4.4%, peaking at 4.6% next year. At a subsequent meeting in November, Mr. Powell warned that was out of date and that, in fact, rates would have to rise even more. A few days later, though, the Labor Department reported a surprisingly low increase in consumer prices, 
for October. As a result, stocks soared and bond yields dropped earlier this week. Lightning struck a second time. Consumer prices for November came in softer than expected. So it's almost like one of those uh, horses that you, uh, mechanical horses that you come out and you put your kid on the saddle and you put a quarter in and you see how long he can stay on the horse. I think that's what we're faced with here. Um, it's an amazing type of thing. There's so much going on in terms of the Federal Reserve and the people there. Um, let me continue some more. Uh, this monetary stringency will exact a price. The Fed sees economic growth of just half a point, 0.5%, next year, down sharply from September's 1.2% projection and consistent with a recession. It sees, it sees unemployment climbing to 4.6%, from 3.7% now, higher than projected in September. Such a combination would normally entail lower inflation. Yet the Fed actually raised its inflation forecast for the end of the next year to 3.1%, excluding food and energy. It increased its core inflation forecast to 3.5% from 3.1%. These percentage items are guidelines to see if it's heading in the right direction or if it's not. This is just the opposite of what investors had included, concluded from the recent run of good news on inflation. According to Barclays, bond markets are now projecting core inflation using the consumer price index of 2.6% at the end of 2023. That historically equates to 2% to 2.3% using the price index of personal consumption expenditures preferred by the Fed. In other words, investors think inflation will have to return to the Fed's 2% target in a year's time which isn't so. The stock market rally suggests they don't think it will take a recession to achieve this. In other words, investors seem to have concluded that inflation was transitory, along, and a soft landing. A slowing in growth, but no recession isn't just possible, but likely. There are two likely explanations for this dichotomy, not necessarily mutually exclusive. First, the Fed sees inflation as much more entrenched than investors do, mostly because of the surprisingly resilient labor market. Mr. Powell has noted several times that he considers headline information, inflammation, a poor guide to underlying inflation because it's heavily driven by energy, durable goods, and shelter. 
Their prices are being driven by forces such as supply chain disruptions, having little to do with aggregate supply and demand. I know these, uh, these characteristics and will settle some point in the future. However, it's now disruptive and will probably in the short term will be disruptive during 2023, aggregate supply and demand. Rather, he is focusing on service prices, excluding shelter, which tend to be stickier and slower moving. And because these services tend to be labor intensive, that puts the job market center stage in this thinking. And apparently he doesn't like what he sees. And if I were an economist, I would feel the same way. And probably all the economists together. I think the next poll we'll see on economists on probably come out to be the of the fourth quarter. Get those informations from those in January. Rather, he is focusing on service prices excluding shares. We did that. Indeed, whatever good news the Fed might have taken from the October and November inflation reports seems to have been more than offset by the November employment report, which showed job growth remaining robust. Unemployment near a half century low, wage growth accelerating, and the supply of labor shrinking. The labor market continues to be out of balance with demand substantially exceeding simply the supply of available workers, Mr. Powell said on Wednesday. Now, so many of these items that I'm gonna be quoting to you um, with respect to the, the labor market, the labor shrinking, uh, inflation caused by fewer of this or fewer more of that, um, this is real. This is real deal stuff uh, to listen to. Uh, I know that it's going to come out not well, uh, but I believe at some point at the end, possibly 2024, would be an, an era for it to slow and stop. The other reason for dichotomy could simply be that Mr. Powell has a longer memory than investors. He, like most economists and market participants, thought the rise in inflation in 2021 would be short-lived and stuck with that view for too long. A year ago, the Fed thought core inflation would be 2.7% in the current quarter. It is coming in at 4.8%. That's almost double. 5%, that is almost double. Those errors that were made have been costly. Two years of too high inflation make it more likely expectations and behavior would change in a way that makes that high inflation entrenched and even more painful to ring out. And it will. Better than to assume a path for interest rates and the economy that is more pessimistic than the markets think. 
the worst fame would come pain would come from a failure to raise rates high enough and allowing inflation to become entrenched, Mr. Powell said. Well, it is a grim inflation outlook. It doesn't look a lot better. Uh, they keep chasing it, running in a circle, and ch trying to chase their tails. Um, but in the process, they're not getting anywhere. And I think one of the things that are showing up uh, separately, one of the areas is the stock market and the bond market. Um, that's, that's something I'm going to get to here in just a little bit once I get it. Signs of shutdown continue to mount. This is some Texas information, economics. Texas added 33,000 jobs last month, but gains far lower than October. Texas had 33,600 in November jobs, the second smallest monthly gain in over a year as the pace of growth, job growth began to slow in the Lone Star State. Texas seasonally adjusted unemployment rate remained at 4% last month, an indication that the supply of workers is still tight. In lieu of this, the policymakers increased their inflation forecast for next year above what they were expecting back in September. It suggested that they feel their anti-inflation fight isn't having as much impact as they had hoped. These are other reports that I'll show you in just a moment. Here we go. Washington, Fed's inflation fight rattles Wall Street. That's the one I was looking for. Investors believe that central bank views recession as tolerable. Don't know about that so much. Washington, after ceiling, scaling rather, 40-year highs, inflation in the United States has been slowly easing since summer, yet the Federal Reserve seems decidedly unimpressed and unconvinced that its fight against accelerating prices is anywhere near over. On Thursday, stock markets buckled on the growing realization that the Fed may be willing to let the economy slide into recession if it decides that's what's needed to drive inflation back down to its 2% annual target. That's getting some danger there. The S&P 500 stock index lost roughly 100 points, 2.5% in its worst day since early November. The losses came a day after the Fed raised its benchmark interest rate for the seventh time this year. The half-point hike the Fed announced to a range of 4.25% to 
had been widely expected. And from that, I believe that we're going to look at the stock market of dropping another 2,000 points uh, over just last week in two days. What spooked investors was Wall Street's growing understanding of how much further the Fed seems willing to go to defeat high inflation. In updated projections, they issued Wednesday, the Fed's policymakers forecast that they will ratchet up their key rate by additional three quarters of a point to a hefty 5% to 5.25% and keep it there through 2023. Some Fed watchers had expected only an additional half point in rate hikes. Not so. Those higher rates will mean costlier borrowing cost for consumers and companies ranging from mortgages to auto and business loans. Policymakers also downgraded their outlook for economic growth in 2023, from the 1.2% they had forecast in September to a puny 0.5%, as near to a recession forecast as they were likely to make. What's more, that raised their expectation for the unemployment rate next year to 4% from 3.7% now, all of which suggested that the officials expect or at least would accept an economic downturn as the price or price of taming inflation. Now pay attention to those um, in economic growth in 2023 from 1.2% back to September to a puny 0.5%. I don't know. I don't really know. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, break something. The message the Fed was sending said Ryan Sweet, chief U.S. economist at Oxford Economics, was blunt. We're going to break something. We're going to break inflation or we're going to break the economy. Many investors had convinced themselves that with inflation pressures gradually easing, the Fed might soon declare some progress in their fight and perhaps even reverse course and cut rates sometime in 2023. There was seemingly reason for optimism. Consumer prices rose 7.5 last month from a year earlier, down from 9.1 in June in the fifth straight drop. I'm sorry, that was 7.1. Even more encouragingly, on a month-to-month -month basis, prices inched up just 0.1%, and core inflation, which includes, excludes, sorry, volatile food and energy costs in which the Fed tracks closely rose just 0.2% from October to November, the mildest rise since August 2021. A slowing economy 
has eased pressure on supply chains, which had previously been overwhelmed with customer orders, causing shortages, delays, and higher prices. Oil prices, too, have plunged, easing prices at the pump. A gallon of unleaded gasoline cost an average 3.19 on Thursday, down from 5.02 next mid-June, from mid-June. A long way to go. Yet Fair Chair, Fed Chair Jerome Powell, who has been slow to recognize the inflation there threat, when it's emerged in the spring of 2021, was in no more mode, mood to celebrate. Powell essentially shrugged off the signs of incremental progress. Two good monthly reports are very welcome, he told reporters Wednesday, but we need to be honest with ourselves. 12-month core inflation is 6%, three times a Fed's target. It's good to see progress, but let's just understand we have a long ways to go to get back to price stability. Powell seemed to bat down hopes that the Fed might end up cutting rates by late next year, a move that typically acts like steroids for markets and the economy unless inflation had dropped significantly by then, which he does not appear to expect. No, I don't expect it either. It's a matter that Howard, uh, a lot of this revolves around him. Fears of recession aid in stocks decline. That's uh, the New York Stock Exchange, um, NASDAQ, and the S&P. Spooked investors forced a stock sell off Thursday as worries spread that central bankers are raising interest rates in a weakening consumer market, pushing the economy toward a recession. I must reiterate that the information that you have coming at you and looking at, if it's continuing down, then don't go back as my look at to not buy the dips. It's going to go worse again. And don't buy the dips again. It's not going to, it's going to go worse again. So if you could, if you could position yourself that this can occur and you just wait to see when it's occurred in terms of a, um, the, indexes that are looking also for inflation data to see if it was just notable. And October has seen a 1.3% surge in sales. In November, consumers pulled back spending at stores that specialize in furniture and home furnishing, 2.6%. 
1.5% versus motors and car parts, and home improvement and gardening materials, according to the Census Bureau report. So be, I guess, careful as you're looking at um, what you're thinking about, what you're listening to these uh, reports that I bring to you, uh, so that you get an opportunity to judge it. And, and it doesn't hurt to listen to the radio, and it doesn't hurt, hurt to listen to TVs either that have um, economic sessions, have good track records. Um, CNBC is one. Fox News Business is another. Um, these are something that you look at and want to see graphs and things like that, because that will tell you if it's going down again. If it goes down again, it's going to wipe out a lot of people. And I prefer not to be one of those. And I prefer not to be one of you, because we don't want this. This is going to come out when it comes out its time, and you'll have a much better position to take advantage of the of the stocks that have gone so low that now they're a bargain. And we'll see that when it comes and see that then. The November consumers pull back spending at stores that specialize. And they're concerned, as I said earlier, the... Uh, Last year, National Retail Federation was 130 million shops shopped online, and it was 138 million, 28, excuse me, 128 million. Not much of a difference. So it shows you it's not good. Um, if I could, I'd like to tell our listeners, and I will, how to find you. Hopefully, you're going to be three o'clock Eastern time on my podcast, um, Searching for Integrity. I'm so thankful that uh, you listeners are tuning in to my show, Searching for Integrity. Have a look at my, if you would, have a look at my uh, YouTube channel. It's now approaching 2,000 people. So long and happy trails to all.